Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Keith Bradley, COO at Invest Alberta. As we begin, it's important that we acknowledge that we are on Treaty 6 territory and the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 4, a land rich with histories, community connections, and resilience of its peoples, including the Ni, He, Yo, Cree, the Dene, the Neko, Dasu, Stony, the Anish, Ina, Bay, and Salto, Ni, Itsi, Ta, Pei, Blackfoot. It's a pleasure to be here today at Shoppers Drug Mart as they launch the future pharmacy clinic expansion in Alberta. We must thank Chad Evans, associate owner and pharmacist of this location. Thank you for hosting us at this milestone event. Premier Smith, Minister Jones, Minister LaGrange, and MLA Long, your presence here highlights the significance of this announcement to the province. Invest Alberta works closely with companies to help them start up or expand in the province. In just three years, we have supported companies to invest over $20 billion and created more than 27,000 jobs. It's not often, though, that we see an investment with the potential to benefit every Albertan in the province. This expansion is built on the foundation of a strong collaborative approach between shoppers and the government, both sharing the goal to improve the lives of all Albertans. I would like to welcome Shoppers President Jeff Leger to share details about the shoppers and its store. Jeff. Thanks, Keith. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Jeff Legere. I'm president of Shoppers Drug Mart. I'm also a pharmacist. So I'm pleased to welcome you here today to this historic announcement for our company. 103 pharmacy care clinics across Alberta by the end of this year. It's truly something to be celebrated. This milestone wouldn't be possible without the hard work and, and, and dedication of the entire Shoppers Drug Mart team, so I would like to extend a sincere thank you to all those who work diligently behind the scenes to make this announcement a reality. And to Chad Edmonds, our associate owner here uh, at this location for hosting us today. I'd also like to take the, a moment to thank the government of Alberta for their part in making this possible, for providing a welcoming environment for investment and innovation, and for recognizing the important role a pharmacist can play in the delivery of primary care. To Premier Smith, Minister Lagrange, Minister Jones, uh, MLA Long, uh, Keith Bradley, thank you for being here today and for the work you do for advocating for your province and innovating towards solutions. It's your welcoming and collaborative approach that has given us the confidence as a company to make a minimum capital investment of $77 million in this province since 2022 to expand our network of healthcare professionals and infrastructure to help address some of the growing demands on the public system today. It's also why I'll be back in Alberta in a few weeks to announce the Shoppers Drug Mart Research Primary Care Fund at the University of Alberta Faculty of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Sciences, a $2 million donation enabling research and education to maximize the impact as, we, as pharmacists uh, can have on Alberta's healthcare system. Because at Shoppers, we know that solving healthcare issues requires innovation and collaboration among a host of different players. Collaborating with government, academia, and the hardworking service providers of Alberta, our intention for their clinics is to complement the quality services that ex already exist to help reduce wait times and other strains on public healthcare and to do our part to ensure better outcomes for patients. We started this journey in Lethbridge 
in June 2022, and today nearly 200,000 patients have visited the clinics. The clinics are helping to backstop the provincial healthcare system by improving patient experience and increasing access to primary care, giving Albertans more options when they need them. We look forward to continuing our work in Alberta and beyond, fulfilling our purpose of helping Canadians live life well. Again, I'd like to thank you, for everyone, for coming today, and I will now pass the podium to the Honourable Premier Daniel Smith to say a few words. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, and thanks to everyone for joining us here today. It's great to be here with, again, Shoppers Drug Mart President Jeff Legere and Vice President Perry Martin, Minister of Health Adriana Lagrange. We've got Minister of Jobs, Economy and Trade Matt Jones, Parliamentary Secretary for Rural Health Martin Long, and Invest Alberta's Chief Operating Officer Keith Bradley. And I'd also uh, like to thank Chad Edmonds for hosting us at his Pilot Sound Pharmacy, the next step, uh, which is the next site in Shoppers' upgraded store design and a step forward for accessible primary health care in Alberta. From the very beginning, Alberta has been a province of innovators and entrepreneurs, and we remain that way as we attract not just investment dollars to continue that innovation, but the people who continually find ways to solve challenges and improve life for all of us. Similar to healthcare systems across the country, Alberta's healthcare system is under severe strain, and it has been for a long time. There is an urgent need to find fixes and deliver accessible care fast and efficiently. One answer is to make better use of all health professionals' time and talent, and now we have more ways to do that. Just about every community has a pharmacy, and each is staffed by trusted pharmacists. They have the training to assess common illnesses and prescribe medications to treat or manage acute or chronic conditions. They can also triage patients for higher levels of care by other health professionals. And in Alberta, we've been leading the way since 2009 when we first ex expanded pharmacists' scope of, of practice before further expanding those services in 2012 and in 2014. I'm so pleased that Shoppers Drug Mart has identified Alberta as a place where they can invest to make a difference and create more jobs for Albertans at the same time. Shoppers Pharmacy Care Clinics will help pharmacists make the most of their skills. Anyone feeling sick will be able to book an appointment or walk into the nearest clinic and get a consultation for care if needed. Increased accessibility will make tre take tremendous pressure off of doctor's offices and emergency rooms of hospitals. And people who are under the weather won't have to travel far or spend so much time waiting or suffering to, see, to receive medical assistance. Plus, Albertans will have another option to get some care where there may be no other place to go. And this is a win for everyone from patients to frontline healthcare workers, and it's a relief for our overburdened system. So I'd like to thank Jeff and the entire team at Shoppers, both for their investment and for their willingness to try a new approach in Alberta. This approach is already having a positive impact in Lethbridge, and I look forward to that impact growing as Shoppers Drug Mart works towards 103 pharmacy care clinics across the province, because business as usual is not going to solve the problems facing us in healthcare. It takes originality and real change, backed up by substantial investment. That's what led Sharper's Drug Mart into bring, bringing to us its pharmacy-led clinics. It is the future of pharmacy, and it means quicker treatment and better healthcare for all Albertans. So there are very good reasons to celebrate today. And with that, I'd like to invite Minister Adriana Lagrange to say a few words.
Thank you, Premier. And good morning, everyone. It is indeed a pleasure to join you for today's announcement. I am excited to hear that Shoppers Drug Mart will be opening more pharmacy care clinics across Alberta this year. This significant investment of $77 million will profoundly impact our province, ensuring greater access to primary care for Albertans and further strengthening our health care system. I'd like to congratulate Shoppers Drug Mart CEO Jeff Legere and the Shoppers Drug Mart team on this remarkable achievement. Your vision and initiative illustrates how Albertans can successfully work together to build a better healthcare system. This commitment by Shoppers Drug Mart to invest in primary care in Alberta's communities aligns with our government's ongoing efforts to refocus the healthcare system. These pharmacy care clinics are an innovative way to offer Albertans convenient and easy access to care within their communities. Pharmacists play an integral role in the healthcare system, providing high quality care to Albertans. And as the Premier pointed out, Alberta's government has been leading the country in pharmacist scope expansion. I'm very proud of that. In just over a decade, pharmacists have been able to provide better patient support and medical assistance. This shift means that all Albertans could get the frontline clinical services faster and more conveniently. In closing, I'd like to recognize pharmacists throughout our province for their crucial role in improving access to primary care and ensuring that communities have easier pathways to get that care that they so desperately need. So once again, I extend my sincere thanks and congratulations to Shoppers Drug Mart. We appreciate your commitment to supporting Albertans. And as we continue working towards refocusing our healthcare system, initiatives like this truly make a significant difference. So again, thank you. And I now would like to invite Mr. Jones to come up and provide remarks. Thank you. Thank you, Minister, and thank you, Premier Emily Long and Keith. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here along, uh, alongside Premier Smith and Minister LaGrange for today's announcement, and I'm also delighted to be joined by Jeff Leger and Perry Martin of Shoppers Drug Mart for this exciting news. Shoppers Drug Mart's $77 million investment to expand and redesign their pharmacy capabilities is great news for Albertans. This innovative investment means there will be 103 pharmacy care clinics across the province by the end of 2024 that will be capable of helping Albertans closer to home quickly and conveniently. That's an increase of 44 locations in Alberta. That means more jobs and better access to health care for, for Albertans. Big thanks goes out to Invest Alberta for their role in helping to make this happen. Established companies like Shoppers Drug Mart can feel confident about continuing to invest and expand in Alberta. Our government has created an investment and business-friendly environment that is the best in the country. At 8%, Alberta has the lowest corporate tax rate in Canada and among the lowest combined tax rates in North America. We boast one of the youngest, most educated and most productive workforces in the country. And as you've heard today, we have an entrepreneurial and innovative culture and spirit here that is second to none. And our government's efforts to cut unnecessary red tape, modernize regulations and reduce administrative burdens have saved Albertans and businesses more than 2.6 billion since 2019. These efforts leave businesses like Shoppers Drug Mart to focus on what they do best, creating jobs, growing our economy, and in this case, improving healthcare. 
In all parts of the, uh, it is all part of the Alberta Advantage, making our province the best place to live, work, invest, and raise a family. So congratulations again to Shoppers Drug Mart. We look forward to seeing this growth and innovation, uh, and thank you for being here today. And thank you to all of our speakers. With that, we'll go into our media Q&A now. We'll be taking one question and one follow-up. We'll begin with questions here in the room, and I'd ask uh, those reporters with on-topic questions, please wake your way to the mic first, and then we'll move over to the phone lines. And we'll go to our first question here. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking my question. It's Shailan Skalski with CTV here in Edmonton. And I apologize, my first question is not on topic, um, but it is for the Premier. I do want to ask about your attendance at both of Tucker Carlson's events yesterday. This is somebody who has been accused of defending white supremacy, spreading misinformation about the war in Ukraine, as well as making disparaging remarks about women. So why did you believe that this is someone that you should be giving time and attention to? Well, I, I t take a wide range of media requests. I've done, I've told by my staff, 96 individual media events uh, or uh, interviews since I got re-elected, 24 press conferences. And I don't require, I don't do a screening test to make sure that every person that interviews me matches 100% of what I believe. And I don't expect that I'm, that they're going to, that, that, that that would be an appropriate thing to do. So I take a wide range of interviews from CBC all the way through to alternative media, because my job is to get our message out about Alberta. And I told everyone that I wanted to make sure that somebody who has a very loud voice in America knew that we were a partner in being able to provide energy security and energy affordability. And I got that message out. My follow-up is either for yourself or for Minister LaGrange. I want to ask about this profound impact today's announcement will be having on primary care. I guess what will be different for Albertans that are visiting one of these clinics than, than what would have been weeks ago? And uh, how do family doctors fit into this plan if they do at all. Well, let me let me start by saying that we are making sure that everybody has access to a primary care practitioner, whether that is a, a, a family doctor, a nurse practitioner, or a pharmacist. A pharmacy can not only uh, diagnose some acute conditions and be able to provide um, uh, pharmaceutical drugs to be able to address that, they can also do chronic uh, uh, care management. So they can do rapid tests on site for COVID as well as for strep. They can also make sure that they're doing testing for blood sugar and cholesterol and various other things. And so I would say that this is going to be one more way in which uh, patients are going to be able to access care so that they have another door to enter into as we continue to build out our nurse practitioner clinics as well as our, our team-based approach with family practice. Just to put it into context, uh, Jeff was telling me that Ontario has these as well, but they have three. So we're going to have 103 in a province that's about one quarter the size of Ontario. So I would say the uh, impact is going to be significant. Everybody will have another way of accessing primary care when they need it. Minister, did you want to add anything? Thank you, Premier. The only thing I would add to what the Premier has stated already is what it will do in terms of um, alleviating stress on our acute care system, because anyone that can come to a clinic um, would otherwise perhaps go to um, one of our hospitals, and we know that they are strained at this point in time. Also, it relieves pressure on our the family physicians as well, and uh, you know uh, we want to make sure that primary care is working together. So it's it's another. A way for all of the primary care providers to work together effectively to meet the needs of Albertans. Thank you. And we'll go to our next question. 
Hi there, it's Kaby Malik Darren with Global. Uh, first question is on topic. So I want to ask more about, I guess, a breakdown in terms of, we said it's about 103 uh, care clinics by the end of the year. So I guess, uh, how are we picking in terms of where these clinics are going to be located? Um, and what does that look like, I guess, per city? Thanks for the question. So um, it's a mixture of actually existing uh, stores that we're renovating, like this one here, where we've enhanced and created a new environment where we have three clinic rooms. And then also new stores. I was sharing with the minister, we have 25 new locations actually launching across the country. Nine of them are in Alberta. As those stores come on board, they'll actually be configured in this way to be able to provide those, uh, those services. Uh, so 103 uh, is uh, more than 50% of our current shoppers drug mart network in, in, in Alberta. And we continue to look for locations where um, there's need. So where there's perhaps a, a lack of access to, to primary care uh, physicians, those are the areas that we go in. But we're actually quite um, broadly spread at the moment with 103 locations by the end of the year. We'll cover quite a large swath of Alberta. Um, and my next question is for the Premier. Uh, so Premier, um, I guess the question is, I'm asking this for a colleague here, um, why does the province feel, uh, you know, municipalities have to uh, disclose any sort of agreements that they have with the feds? One of the arguments that we're making to the federal government is that they should be working with us to, especially on the issue of providing affordable housing, to partner with us so that we can identify the need and the projects. And one of the things I've been frustrated with is when I look at the relationship they have with Quebec, they signed a major agreement with Quebec with matching funds, and then they're working together to identify the communities that need support. Whereas in Alberta, they've gone directly to Edmonton and Calgary, which is great for Edmonton and Calgary, but I've got 355 municipalities here, and I've got 24 growing mid-sized cities. We need to identify where the investment is, where the investment is lacking, and then approach the federal government to see if we can get those matching funds. So that's, that's part of the rationale, is we want to make sure it's fair, and we want to make sure that those municipalities that may not have the close connections with Liberal cabinet ministers to be able to get funds or able to get the funds that they need and we think that we can play that role in bridging that gap. Thank you and to our next question. Hi Adam Zuccarelli with City News. Adding more rooms means adding more beds but it doesn't mean adding more health care providers. What is the next step to address um, the understaffed uh, resources that we have in Alberta? Uh, you're talking about in our hospitals in particular or? Hospitals and pharmacies, just understaffed everywhere. Well, I guess what I would say is that we've got to make sure that we're treating patients in the right place with the right medical practitioner. And one of the things that Minister Lagrange has been working on is that we identified uh, when she first came in, in in December that there were almost 500 patients who were awaiting placement in continuing care. And in the past month and a half, she's managed to find placement for over 150 of those. So we're down, now down to 339 people who are waiting for, for placement and continuing care. And that makes a big difference. If we can get those patients in the right facility, it frees up the rooms in the hospital for us to be able to get the emergency inpatient um, uh, coming in uh, through, the, uh, through the emergency room. That's one part of it. We're also identifying that there is severe mental health addiction and, and homelessness need for alternative housing. At the moment, many of those beds are, uh, are also being occupied by, by individuals who would be better served by being in a different type of facility. So I, I think that that's the kind of rationalization that you're going to see, is that if somebody needs to have 
primary care, let's make sure that they have access to a doctor, nurse, practitioner, pharmacist. If they need to have mental health or addiction treatment, let's make sure there's an appropriate bed. If somebody who is homeless needs to convalesce, let's have appropriate convalescence uh, areas, and then we'll be able to improve that, that hospital flow. That's what we've been working on. We're making great progress, and I'll turn it over to the minister to, to add to that. Thank you, Premier. And, and again, the only thing that I would add is, is that we're working uh, diligently to improve our numbers. We're seeing uh, more nurses register to, to actually come and practice in Alberta, as well as physicians. Uh, we've had over 330 physicians register to practice just within the last six months alone, of which about a, a, uh, just over 170 are family physicians. So again, it's going to be a multi-pronged approach, but it really is putting the patient at the centre of the journey and making sure that they go to the right uh, practitioner at the right time in the right location. And did you have a follow-up? Yeah, uh, it, it's a pharmacy uh, care clinic. Is it ever going to be uh, pay for um, uh, booking or registering for uh, a checkup? Is it ever going to be pay for? Uh, I can ask Jeff to, to respond to, uh, to that because I don't know what services um, we cover versus what ones are already provided as you are paid for. As you know, we have a mix in our system that things that are medically uh, recommend, required through hospital services and physician services are covered, but there's a whole range of services that people are allowed to pay for out of pocket. So I'll see if Jeff can respond to that one. So the, the vast majority of the services that are provided are paid by the province. Uh, in some cases, as the Premier mentioned, if they're not covered by the, the province, then that there could be an opportunity. But our view is, you know, we're actually, we're obviously a private provider, but we're actually working within the system to actually deliver care that's paid by the, by the province. Thank you. And we'll go over to the phone lines now. Operator, would you be able to put through our first caller, please? First caller is Lisa Johnson, Edmonton Journal. Please go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my question. I'm just wondering if you can clarify, maybe this question is for <clears throat> Minister Jones. You mentioned Invest Alberta, but it's unclear to me what role the provincial government has in this announcement or, or why the provincial government is involved in this announcement. What role, what money, what funding has come from the province um, to contribute to this $77 million investment? Well, I can tell you that Invest Alberta falls under um, my portfolio, and part of what their mandate is is to identify businesses interested in making significant investments. And then if there are any regulatory hurdles or cross-ministry, cross-department collaboration that needs to take place to clear away some of the red tape, they, uh, they act as a bit of a navigation service so that companies can get to a final investment decision. I think they have about 750 different proposals that they're, that they're cultivating and working with. Not all of them will get to final investment decision, but this would be uh, one example of the, of the type of work that they do. Did you want to add more to that? Yeah, Invest Alberta works collaboratively with my department in jobs, economy and trade to facilitate investment in this province. That doesn't always require an incentive or a subsidy because, uh, frankly, it makes sense to do business in Alberta, just as you're seeing shoppers. And I think today uh, another tech company from Toronto Balance just relocated to Alberta. So it's, um, we didn't have to provide any subsidies. We've created an environment where businesses can succeed. And uh, we've, done a, uh, we've made an intentional effort to in increase the scope 
of healthcare professionals in Alberta, and, and that's where, where I think you see good policy combined with good healthcare policy combined with good business policy has has won Alberta. What is a significant $77 million investment that will create construction jobs and ongoing jobs in, in shoppers and pharmacy. Um, and, and Invest Alberta and my department are happy to facilitate companies as they look to, to expand. And a follow-up, Lisa? Yeah, thanks for that. That's helpful. Um, I'm also wondering, I mean, you're making this announcement with a, a private corporation where there are a lot of people in Alberta anxiously awaiting a nurse practitioner deal that could see them open clinics. We're waiting for... Uh, uh, primary care funding model to be rolled out for family doctors who say they're in pretty dire straits right now. Um, but you're making this announcement with a private corporation. Is this a vote of non-confidence in the in publicly delivered health care? What should we interpret from the timing of this, your appearance of this announcement? Um, just that uh, we are celebrating the fact that we have uh, additional um, ability and accessibility for Albertans uh, using uh, pharmacy-led clinics. Uh, that being said, we're continuing to do that great work with nurse practitioners. Uh, we're getting very close to finalizing the funding model uh, for them, and we continue the work with um, the Alberta Medical Association to stabilize family practitioners in the province. Um, I announced 50 $57 million, uh, in the fall. That is, uh, we're working on the details of that. The $200 million additional dollar announcement that was made in December, uh, that work is ongoing as well. And we are working very actively with uh, uh, Dr. Parks and his team on funding, uh, finding a new funding model for family practitioners that makes sense. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's many elements happening here, and, and I just want to reiterate that we've worked very collaboratively. In fact, 14 months ago with the Alberta Medical Association, we came to a conclusion of a contract with our physicians. It's worth $780 million over the next four years. And then additionally, we've added that $57 million, and additionally, we've added that $200 million. So we're working, working very, very hard to make sure that we have the family practitioners, the primary care providers that we need across the province. And then, of course, I also brought forward pardon me, the Modernizing Alberta's Primary Care System, um, the report and all of the recommendations that we are looking to enact. Uh, so there's a lot of great working work going on and we're going to continue that. Thank you. Thank you. Minister Operator, could you put through our next caller, please? The next question is from Catherine Grifkowski, Alberta Today. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my question. I want to follow up on what's charged for. So, for example, diagnostic tests. Like, if I go to my doctor, they could do a lipid panel. It's paid for under the public health system. Um, so if you're doing a cholesterol test at one of these pharmacist-led clinics, is, is that something that would be charged for, or is it covered under the publicly insured system? So some of the diagnostic tests can be uh, a charge specifically. Um, in terms of the cholesterol one, uh, that one is uh, is is charged is not charged uh, to the public system uh, is privately paid. No charge. Sorry, excuse me. Just to clarify, uh, there is no charge for that one specifically. Okay, but but I, I guess I'm wondering if if there's if everything that's covered under the public system for a test would it be covered here? 
And then I guess I guess I'm I'm also wondering how these clinics fit in with um, the public system. So for for example, if there's a two communities that don't have a doctor, like a primary care clinic, and one of the clinics has one of these pharmacist-led clinics, would the one without the pharmacy-led clinic get priority in, in funding, or is there, like, does this affect um, the prioritization of allocation of funding at all? We Sorry, just to clarify, we are not funding pharmacy-led clinics. Uh, they, <clears throat> the pharmacists obviously uh, can bill uh, under the Alberta Health Insurance Act, <clears throat> pardon me, under the Pharmacy Act. There, there's just a number, and of course, um, there's billing under the Canada Health Act. Uh, it's very complex, but we don't um, actually fund pharmacy-led clinics. Uh, we do um, have arrangements with physicians in terms of uh, alternative um, ARPs, alternative reimbursement plans. We also have uh, primary care networks. We also have pharmacy-led, um, pardon me, uh, doctor-led clinics, which are, you know, by all intents and pur purposes, private clinics that are publicly funded. So it, it is complex. Uh, we talk a lot about, um, you know, privately led, publicly funded, because pretty well every doctor out there ha who has their own clinic has their own business, but it is all publicly funded. So there's a lot of confusion out there, and I would love to, to get out there and, and clear up this confusion. Thank you. And we have time for one more question. Operator, could you put through our last caller, please? The next question is from Sean Pulcher, Western Standard. Please go ahead. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my uh, call. Uh, this question is for the Premier. Um, in your uh, chat with uh, Tucker Carlson, yesterday, you made some comment about uh, doubling Alberta doubling oil production, which would... Uh, you know, bring us up to about eight or nine million barrels a day uh, on par with Saudi Arabia and Russia. And I'm just wondering if this uh, was just an offhand comment or if it's an actual policy shift, and if so, how it would be achieved. Well, I can, I can tell you that we're going to do everything we can to optimize the production of our resources, uh, not only oil but, but natural gas and other products, because... I believe that the world needs more Canadian secure supply of the energy that is vital to making their economies run. And uh, so the question that I posed back was, where else would America want to get its, uh, its products from? From Iran? From Venezuela? I mean, we're right here. We're friends. We're allies. We have uh, an integrated system. And uh, as America sees some of their... Uh, reserves declining and they need to uh, fill that supply, we, we are here to be able to assist them in being able to have a, a North American energy security strategy that will not only provide security but also affordability. So when you look at the Americans, they, they seem to have been able to understand that they can increase production and reduce emissions. They have uh, massively increased their production of both oil and natural gas over the last 10 years, despite having uh, stated policies of their of their president that they want to reduce emissions. That's what we want to do. We want to increase uh, production, reduce emissions, so that we can make sure that we're addressing the, the dual problem of not only emissions but also energy poverty. So I would say that we think we can be a secure supplier to America with uh, Trans Mountain opening up in the uh, next short while. We'll be able to increase our, um, our export 
of, uh, of oil by 600,000 barrels per day. I'm told that optimizing the uh, system that we currently have uh, with compression would be able to also increase the amount that we're able to export. We're uh, going to see more announcements on natural gas and LNG export with Coastal Gas Link ha having been completed and LNG Canada set to, to be up and running in, uh, in 2025. Pemina has also announced that sort of the next stage of that project of, uh, of, of an additional line to the coast. So uh, I, I say let's be aspirational. Um, everybody keeps talking in very gloomy terms about the future of this industry. I think that for the next foreseeable future, we're going to continue to need um, a, a secure supply of oil and natural gas. And if it is the case, that the world is, is going to be reducing its reliance. We need to be the best barrel on the market um, so that we continue to make sure that, that, that our, our friends and trading partners have access to this energy. So why not? I'm, I'll talk to my, uh, our pipeline operators and our producers to see uh, how, how we would be able to achieve that. But I think we should set a big goal of doing exactly that. And did you have a follow-up, Sean? Yeah, um, so earlier this week, um, Calgary put in, um, I don't know what you'd call it, a fast food tax on uh, bags and cups and containers and even ketchup packets. And Edmonton increased uh, the price on theirs that they've had uh, since the summer. I'm just wondering, is, is, are these reasonable policy areas for municipalities to be involved in, you know, given that um, municipalities are essentially uh, run by the, by the province? Um, you know, and whether it's the purview of uh, city council to do things like uh, ban plastic straws and plastic bags, and, you know, we have the issue with the single-use plastics, which was overturned, you know, uh, under the Constitution uh, ruling that we had. You know, is, is this something that municipalities ought to be doing, in your view? Well, I can tell you we have had to step in when we think that municipalities are going a step too far on, on certain issues. And uh, I've asked my minister if he thinks that this is one of those areas. I can tell you I've heard that there was near mutiny at, on wing night in some restaurants because that you have to ask whether or not people want napkins. I mean, some things are just so obvious that you need napkins when it's wing night. So I think that there's a little bit of ideology getting ahead of common sense here. If we've got a garbage management problem, Let's figure out how to manage the garbage. Let's figure out better waste collection and incineration. I, I heard that um, Edmonton is now doing a waste-to-energy project. I know that there's another waste-to-energy project that's underway in southern Alberta. I think we have to have policies that, that put uh, people first. And some of these are, are really just putting ideology ahead of common sense. So I can tell you I'm not supportive of the decisions in both Calgary or Edmonton, but I've put it to my Minister of Municipal Affairs to see if, the, if they've gone outside the, the realm of the MGA. I would say in the meantime, call your councillor and call your mayor and tell them what you think of these, because uh, I can tell you it's not happening in every municipality. It just seems that it's happening in Calgary and Edmonton. Thank you. Operator, were there Thank any you. other callers on the line? There's no more questions in queue. Thank you. That'll Thank you. Today's announcement.